Get ready. Hello and welcome, and today on the show we're going to talk about the 1987 classic, Afterburner. Hello and welcome, I'm here as Joel McLaughlin, and today I want to talk about one of my favorite games to play in the arcades back in the late 80s, Afterburner. Afterburner is a 1987 combat flight simulator arcade video game developed and published by Sega. The player assumes control of an American F-14 Tomcat fighter jet and must clear each of the game's 18 unique stages by destroying incoming enemies using both a machine gun and a limited supply of heat-seeking missiles. He uses a third-person perspective previously utilized by Sega's earlier games OutRun and Space Harrier, and it runs on the Sega X arcade system. Sega X is a system I probably should address here um, as a whole later on down the road, but today I'm going to talk about this particular game. Now, in the 80s, uh, one of the most popular movies of the time was Top Gun. Top Gun, uh, where uh, Maverick uh, and Goose went to the Naval Top Gun Weapon School in Miramar, California, which I believe now it's not even there if, if they have it at all anymore. But, um, and in that game, they flew the F-14 Tomcat. The F-14 Tomcat was the new hotness back in the day. Uh, it was well, well before the Stealth Fighter and all that other stuff. Um, and uh, that's what the Navy flew at the time. Uh, so, of course, it's a natural for being included in a video game. Uh, so it was designed by Sega veteran Yu Suzuki and the Sega AM2 division. Afterburner was intended as being Sega's first true blockbuster video game. The development began shortly after the completion of OutRun and was kept a closely guarded secret within the company. Suzuki was inspired by the films Top Gun and Laputa Castle in the Sky. He originally planned for the game to have a steampunk aesthetic similar to Laputa, but instead went with the Top Gun look to make it more approachable to worldwide audiences. And it was designed outside the company in a building named Studio 128. Due to Sega adopting a flex time schedule to allow for games to be worked outside company headquarters. Afterburner was acclaimed by critics for its impressive visuals, gameplay, overall percentage, presentation, I should say, and is seen as being important and influential. It was followed by a series of sequels and ports for many platforms, uh, which we will cover the ports themselves later in the show. Okay. Uh, 
it's just one of those games uh, that uh, I remember a lot from when I was uh, was uh, in high school. And like I said, you know, everyone loved watching Top Gun, so it was one of those fun games to play. Uh, the nice thing with this game system was that it was available in both a stand-up and a sit-down version. And the controller was really unique. It had uh, kind of a pistol grip kind of controller. It wasn't, it wasn't quite like what you would expect in a, you know, like a Top Gun system. So, uh, in Japan, the game mach game machine listed Afterburner on their September first eighty seven issue as being the most successful upright arcade unit of the month. It went on to be the second highest grossing large arcade cabinet of nineteen eighty seven Japan. The overall highest grossing arcade game in 1988 in Japan. Uh, Sinclair User reviewed the arcade game, scoring it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Computer Gaming World reviewed Afterburner on the Sega Master System, citing the aircraft depicted in remarkable details, spectacular scenery, excellent explosions. A later review for the PC was much more critical, giving the game a one-star out of five, stating it was inferior to the arcade version, which a lot of times in that day and age, uh, some of the ports were pretty pretty inferior. So uh, after the break, we'll go into talking about the ports. All right, what game systems was Afterburner ported to? Let's go ahead and start with the list of uh, ports. The... Game Afterburner was ported to the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, which is a UK computer, the Atari ST, uh, the Commodore 64, MS-DOS, that's the PC, the and MSX systems, which are a, a Japanese uh, personal computer, the Famicom, which is otherwise known as the NES here in the States, although I don't know if there's an NES-specific port. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Uh, PC Engine, the Sega 32X, Sega Master System, ZX Spectrum, another UK computer, the Sharp X68000, which I believe is a Japanese compu uh, computer system, as well as the FM Towns, which I believe, what is that one? Let me look and see. It's a Japanese variant of the PC. Okay. Um... A lot of this, this you know, the, the um, like I said before, in the past, um, and in the 80s, a lot of the game ports to some of the systems were really kind of uh, not so great. <laughs> but uh, Afterburner and Afterburner 2, which is a sequel to that, um, and they look at Afterburner 2 as more of a revision of the first one. Uh, and the practice was later re repeated by Galaxy Force and Galaxy Force 2, which is another game that Sega put out. Um, the sequels, like I said, I I barely remember, not not sequels, I mean uh, ports on the system, I barely remember them. I don't really p remember playing this at home because I didn't really have an Atari. Um, well, I didn't really have a... A Atari port, I should say. The Atari is what I had at home. The Atari uh, 2600 and 7800. There were no ports to those systems, so I didn't really play the game at home as much. This is just one of those games that's better in the arcade because it had that fantastic controller. And I just remember sticking so many quarters in this system, and it just inspired me. And, you know, 
if it wasn't for uh, me just not wanting uh, to go in the military, I probably would have done it, <laughs> you know, if they didn't have to do all the other stuff associated with going in the military. So, uh, but Afterburner, fantastic game. If you happen to run across the cabinet, uh, it's worth putting a quarter or two in it um, if it even costs that much anymore. So, um, uh, it's definitely worth a look if you've never played the game before. So, um, not my most favorite game of the of the time of the era, but definitely one of the ones that if I saw it, I definitely stick a quarter in it. So, all right, that's all for this week. I'm gonna keep this show kind of short this week, uh, and um, gonna talk about uh, some plans for the show in the upcoming weeks. Here, um, I've got another uh, one in the works. I'm gonna be be working on here uh, for show 26 uh, for next week, and. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to our move-in date, uh, although I don't have specific dates yet. We're looking at some time uh, in May. And I uh, was down to the house last weekend. I'm going down to the house probably Sunday after church. Uh, I know at this point it looks like this is the plumbing week, so there's a lot of plumbing going in, bathtubs going in, and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to be excited to go see the progress to the house. Getting cl ever closer to that uh, pre-derival uh, meeting that we will have, uh, which will be after the installation and after a lot of the physical stuff's in the house. And then the drywall will go in, and the fun begins. So, um, just hope you're enjoying the show. Please put a message out in the Facebook group. Let me know how you like the show, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a great week, and God bless.